Hey folks, welcome to the 100th episode of the Bavada at Odds podcast. Wow. There's a Really? There's no. a hundred of these? Jeez. That that's... Is, that's gotta be a misprint. I'm Seth Everett. He is the head odds maker at BavadaSportsbook.com. The great Patrick Morrow. Patrick, a hundred of these? Uh, you know what, Seth? Uh, if people will consume NFL preseason football, then I, it makes sense, you know, because we're better we than that. Episodes. We are better than that. Yes, <laughs> more entertaining, at least. Yeah. I know that. I know that I didn't do the one time when my father passed. Mm. I remember missing that show. But other than that, we have talked ninety nine times, and because of your rule that we're not allowed to have any kind of a friendship other than the podcast, Correct. I have only spoken to you ninety nine times. That's true, and uh, you know, I, I think of you know where we came from, episode one, and prior to that, I remember getting a phone call. I was in Costa Rica, and I, I had not heard from you in months because I think we were doing like a little bit of interviews now. Yeah, and we then. were doing some stuff for my other podcast, Sports with Friends, right? Yeah, and then uh, almost like a cold call. From Seth Everett, I was like, "Who's this? Do I remember this guy? What was it? a, a show? Uh, I, I think we got along. Want to do a show? Want to do a show? That's and that's what we did. We did. We, we pulled it off, and it has not always been um, as driven. Meaning, it's not a just the facts, ma'am, kind of show. It's a just the facts, man, and then we'll go off on a tangent that we cannot plan for. And sometimes, you know, it was a Lisa Ann man kind of show yeah we have we've had guests uh the great lisa ann came out came on one of those shows yep she I uh say which number no uh she surprised us though with a little bit of fantasy football knowledge uh you know uh i think no, she the helped funniest part about lisa ann's appearance was i didn't know who she was when we had her on what and i just thought she was like a one of those like influencer types uh i think i said the same thing to and my you wife literally yeah no idea who she is me during the segment and you go, do me a favor, please Google her now. <laughs> but do yeah. it in do it in safe search mode, right? <laughs> or incognito mode. <laughs> yep, I remember that. Yes, uh, yeah. Then I then I remembered that, and uh, yeah. I wound up having Lisa on Sports with Friends. Yeah, because of that. Yeah, no, we've had uh, adult film stars slash fantasy football experts. We've had some sports writers. I think we had an amateur wrestler at one point. He might have gone pro. Um, but then uh, ultimately, I think we decided that, uh, well, nobody could match up to the two of us. So we've been That's going right. uh, just us, I think, for like the last 50 or so. And uh, as the kids say, no regrets. No, uh, no, and no regrets either. Um, <laughs> the, the, the one thing that I want to ask uh, with regard to, before we break down the actual games. We've had this debate for a while now about preseason uh, football only because I think all preseason sports suck. I, I, mm -hmm. I mean, I, I make no secret about that. The numbers don't lie. Week one of the NFL preseason was incredible, not just for Bavada, but for sports books and sports gambling in general. Yeah, uh, unfortunately. And I mean, no, I, it's, I... it's not unfortunate. You know what I, I, I want to say? If that's what people enjoy, I don't have a problem with it. I I still contend, and maybe I'm just you know biased because I built the thing for us. But it's it's more real betting on the Madden Sims football, where the two CPUs are actually trying to win the game. You know, sometimes they run backwards and throw the ball directly into the air, like straight up. But that's more real to me too, than NFL preseason. But you're absolutely right, Seth. We uh, 
we simply cannot argue with the marketplace because, you know, looking at the handle for those games, uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, with solo on Sunday, and each and every single one of them dwarfed baseball, which is playing meaningful games right now. You have teams right, they're playing work. games that count. Uh, yeah. at, you know, defining the word meaningful, that's like saying, you know, the game of <laughs> ping pong I played against my kid the other day was meaningful. Um, but I, the, I think but that's a new record is, for how quick we can play baseball. outrated a regular season contest, period. Yeah, and uh, and, and the betting w- was there, the ratings are there, everything's there. I, I mean, I, I, I get it. This is a time of year where if you are hyped about your football team, you know, you want to see some of your second string players, maybe they make the leap, someone you just drafted, hey, can they start to make that uh, transition to uh, from amateur to pro ball and what, what's that going to look like? Mostly you're just trying to avoid injuries, though. If you're a half-decent team, though, uh, you know, it's great that the NFL preseason is down to only three weeks now, but uh, that's still about three weeks too many for this guy. Well, the the other argument, you know, that that has to get there is you don't want injuries. If you have a new coach, the preseason is vital. Mm-hmm. If you have a returning coach with a veteran quarterback, what are you doing? Yeah, you are. You know what I'm saying? Does Aaron Rodgers need preseason? No. No, I think he now, But probably... here's an example. Russell Wilson needs preseason. Yes. Next year, he will not. Yeah. No, I I, I hear you. So, yeah, it, it really does become a mishmash of, uh, and this is something we talked about last week, so we won't belabor the point, but uh, this idea of, you know, what teams need to be doing during preseason to actively prep. You know, the Colts famously didn't need to do much. Patriots, same idea in the past, back when Tom Brady was slinging it there. Um, but, yeah, teams with new players, especially impact uh, positions like QB, uh, they got to figure it out. They have to gel and they've got a very short time frame to do that. So, you know, I, I think it's always very difficult when you get a star player like that, especially at the QB position, how quickly is he able to fit himself into that offense? Uh, the good thing with Russell Wilson is that uh, I think in Seattle, he was probably held back a little bit by that offense. And a lot of their greatness came from his ability to improvise. So I think if he is going to have some success with Denver this year, that's probably going to be a you know similar kind of playbook or lack thereof. But uh, again, that's a totally loaded AFC West. So best of luck to him. Maybe the best division in football this year, Seth. Hard to say, but uh, you know, certainly a lot of potential with the Chiefs. Raiders expecting to take a step forward. Denver's finally got a QB. Um, yeah, it, it should be good. Should be should it should be a wonderful football season. And 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 I'm looking forward to that. September eighth, I think, is the first Thursday, and that that's when it counts. When it counts, I'll I'll I'll, I'll be I'll be right there for you. <laughs> um. <laughs> So, Patrick, let's take a look at the Thursday night game. That's, of course, the game that's coming out as you're listening to this podcast. Uh, The Bears and the Seahawks. The Seahawks minus Russell Wilson. They have a quarterback battle, Drew Locke and Geno Smith. (laughs) Geno Smith just seems to me like you're going backwards. Drew Locke (sighs) seems like the future. I know I'm I'm saying something inappropriate there, but it's what I truly believe. What are you saying inappropriate there? That's I I don't think that's overly controversial. You know, Smith, what are you going back in time? Hey, listen, uh, I our own ratings are not really too favorable for either of those sides, uh, either of those players. Pardon me. So I think yeah, you know, you could probably flip a coin and uh, you know see what comes out the other end. Uh, either way, you're not expecting uh, any really good football coming out of really either of these teams. I think for the upcoming season. So, uh, but that said, we have lines, we have, you know, handicaps, we have totals. And one thing that I do like to emphasize as I'm looking across this board is that uh, as preseason progresses, but before the finale, and because we are only doing two weeks or sorry, three weeks now, 
week two of the NFL preseason is kind of where you start to see the starters play a little bit more. And as a result, Seth, the over-unders are also a little bit higher in these games because they're trying to get a little bit more rhythm out of these offenses. It's pro- This week two preseason, because again, next week they're going to be resting, this is probably the closest you're going to get to meaningful football. And so as a result, uh, we have way more totals in the 40s at Bavada this week than we did last week, where we only had a handful, uh, you know, at least half the games this week are in the 40s. You know, you're seeing some higher handicaps as a result of that as well. Lower totals generally equal lower handicaps. So uh, if you want the closest thing to football that kind of resembles football, preseason NFL week two is going to be it for you. Let's talk about Saturday's NFL Network national telecast, the Buffalo Bills. Big things are expected of them. Uh, you know, to, to me, the Buffalo Bills are Super Bowl and bust. And it's nice to see the Denver Broncos rejuvenated with Russell Wilson. Um, th- it has a very similar feel. We don't know if it's going to have the result, but it has a similar feel to when Peyton Manning got there. You know, in the post John Elway era, Peyton Manning and Russell Wilson just did it for the Broncos. I don't want to hear about the Tim Tebow year. You weren't anticipating that, <laughs> but the Peyton Manning and now this Russell Wilson, they're hoping for a duplicate effect. Uh, Tebow was a crazy year. Um, Yeah, just chaotic. I think uh, partly because of how mediocre he was, but also how nuts he drove people. And the fact that Denver actually got to a playoff game and won a game uh, in spectacular fashion against Pittsburgh. But uh, we are looking at the present now, Seth, and you're absolutely right. We have, that's a very compelling game. If there could possibly be a compelling game in preseason football, as the bills are your Super Bowl favorites at Bavada this year, uh, currently five to one to ship the whole thing. And the Broncos uh, adding Russell Wilson saw their future odds move from 40 to one all the way down to 15 to one. When they grabbed him, I think they're hovering closer to 20 now. In this game, Seth, uh, the Bills are currently four-and-a-half-point favorites at Bavada, and that over-under is sitting at 42 right now. Uh, A lot of Bills money coming in so far. Again, this is probably where you're going to see their starters play the most amount of minutes in the preseason. So if you like him at any spot over the next couple weeks, this is probably it until they start playing meaningful games. Let's quickly go to college football. Now, we're still a week away from the start of the regular season. We'll start to break down matchups and games then. But we're talking about there's two super conferences. We've done podcasts about that, Um, the SEC and the Big Ten. Now, the realignment hasn't happened yet, but still, the SEC, the power conference that it is, it seems like the national champion will come to them, or at least that's what betters think, right? Yeah, very much so, Seth. I mean, I'm looking at the uh, NCAA Futures Board right now at Bavada, and uh it feels like I'm doing a similar preview said maybe the last two or three years at the very top is Alabama. They are your favorite at Bavada heading into the upcoming season trailed by Georgia. So again, you're already kind of looking at an SEC SEC championship game uh, potential right there between the two Uh, and Ohio state uh, trails, both of them. And then you have Clemson at 11 to one. So uh, if you're looking for potential spoilers this year, maybe a USC uh, at 20 to one right now, but uh, yeah, we really do see it as mostly a three-horse race. Again, Clemson is probably going to have to go undefeated in that ACC, a very weak ACC again this year. Uh, you know, there's a, a lot that's going to develop between now and January. But uh, you know, the more things change uh, in college, the more things certainly stay the same. Alabama, Georgia, and Ohio State, uh, your three big favorites right now. All right, and it wouldn't be our 100th episode without at least a little fun. Um... <laughs> I, can I make fun of the NBA just a little? Just a little? Seth, I will allow it. The sport that 
diminishes its own regular season. Mm-hmm. Right? They acknowledge that their regular season is not that important. They welcome, they have trends of athletes taking games off. They are announcing their schedule in like a television format to rival what the NFL does when they release their schedule. Now, the NFL releases a schedule, and as we talked about on the top, that rates higher than regular season baseball games, right? <laughs> yep. So, And so what the NBA is doing, but there's a big difference. The NFL is announcing a 17-game schedule, an 18-week schedule, right? Yeah. The NBA has 82 games. And half your league makes the playoffs. And uh, more than half your league gets a chance at the playoffs with the play-in games now. I'm sorry. I, it, it, it's not right. I, you, you, can, you can play all you like, but the reality is, is that the National Basketball Association stay in your lane. <laughs> well, or or or, or, in your lane. or reform the regular season. I mean, um, I, well, I that, think... that that's a different topic. They're not talking about reforming the regular season. They're talking about what their schedule is going to be to find out when the Philadelphia 76ers play the Washington Wizards on a Thursday night in November. Not interested. Well, but, but that's what I mean. I, I think if, uh, you know, the Lakers or the Mavericks or, you know, the Warriors, whomever, um, we're only playing 40 games each year. Like, you'd be really eyeing these matchups up as, holy crap, they matter. If you space them out enough, you know that Seth Curry's or Steph Curry's uh, going to be playing. You know that Kawhi Leonard's going to be playing. You know LeBron's going to be playing. Uh, you know, forget as a, a fan watching on TV. I mean, there's been so many instances of fans actually attending a game, having tickets for the game because LeBron's going to be in town. I know this. Uh, this happens a lot. As, uh, you know, Toronto Raptor fans, you know, we're lucky to get LeBron come here once every couple of years, especially because he's in the West now. Uh, and then, it, it, oh, you know, you get your kid tickets and LeBron doesn't play because it's, it's a back to back or something. Or, you know, that game's not as meaningful, depending on how the Raptors are playing in the NFL. Every single game, unless you get to week 18 and you're one of the lucky bunches to have secured your position, it all matters. Every single game matters. And the way the NBA uh, currently is uh you know, configured. Uh, listen, these Christmas Day games are kind of fun. They're going to be going up against the NFL, so their ratings are going to get absolutely crushed because those Christmas Day NFL games are all going to matter. That's not Week 18 in the NFL there. So uh, I, I don't know. I, I when the NBA is great and the best are playing the best and everyone's rested and going, it, it can be really great basketball. It, it is awesome. It is compelling, yeah. but it is it's an 82 game slog. It's uh, a lot of, uh, you know, half-empty arenas with the organ going, new, 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 and I I just can't get into it. You know, college hoops is, you know, the players aren't as good, but similar idea. They play less games, and all the games matter. Um, You know, I I think the play-in game is kind of interesting from the sense that, you know, I like how MLB has manufactured a little bit more excitement at the end of the year with the wildcard stuff, but it is superficial. And it does kind of, you know, reinforce this idea that the regular season doesn't really matter all that much. Right. It does. It just doesn't. I mean, there's no reality there. And and the fact of the matter is, is that it's a schedule. <laughs> it's just, all yeah, you're doing I, is announcing a schedule. And yeah, everybody, I, I, like, you know who all the opponents are. That's the other thing. Well, I mean, that happens in the NFL, too. It just it it's tremendous. Yeah, I like I'm looking at these Christmas Day like Hawks at Knicks. Like the Knicks get to play every Christmas uh, because of the market, but the Knicks are bad almost every Christmas that I remember watching them at least in the last five ten years. Uh, Celtics Bucks mildly interesting. Um, 
you know, Mavericks, Suns, again, but this is the issue. Like, we don't even know if these players are going to be playing. We don't know what injury situations are going to be. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't know. I, I hope the games are interesting. I hope for people that are fans of the NBA. And, and listen, for us as bookmakers, we get more betting on these games if the best players are playing. Um, but yeah, it, it, it's tough. I, I really do want to buy into the NBA a little bit more, but it's it's very hard for me, Seth, and I've been doing this for a long time in Bavada, to really, I don't really start paying attention to it until January, February each year. And that that's not great because I'm a pretty good sports generalist fan. I grab a little bit of everything, but once the fall comes, it's hockey, it's NFL, it's college football. Uh, it, it's even the college hoops when November starts. I pay attention a little bit more to the college hoops when that starts than I do the NBA. And you know, but Christmas Day is kind of like a nice little unofficial debut for them, even though they start playing in October. But uh, yeah, it, it, it's it's tough to get excited about. All right, man. Well, let's raise a virtual glass to a uh, hundred episodes of the Bavada at Odds podcast. Um, here's to uh, what do you want to say? Ten more. <laughs> Ten more? Oh, God. <laughs> I was going to say, you know, I, I was going to put them put us at a pick them to get to another hundred, but jeez. Uh, you think we're going to do another hundred? I think we're going to do. Uh, I'm game with you are. Wow, that's too. Well, if you think about it, if we do it weekly, and it's yep. 52 weeks in a year, that's right. That means it's just, it's going to be 2024. Yeah, it'll be and the m- summer 2024 when we get to 200 episodes of the At Odds podcast. Uh, I'm looking at you, Seth, and I'm picturing the Zach Galifianakis meme with the math dancing all around his head, and uh, it was it was impressive to see you do that. Second, 52 weeks. Oh my goodness, a lot will happen between now and then. And then we'll be previewing the 2024 presidential election. Florida will be underwater by then. (laughs) Uh, Cyborg Joe Biden will be running for (laughs) re-election against, um, I don't know, maybe Trump's son, maybe DeSantis. Um, It's going to be fascinating. And let's let's just hope we actually survive all this craziness in the world to make it to 2024. How about that? (laughs) Yes, indeed. Well... Uh, seriously, it's it, it. I didn't ask for you. You didn't ask for me, but I'm really, really thrilled that we got partnered together to do this podcast and just to hang out. It's been it's been great. Uh, here's to a hundred more, a thousand more, whatever it is. Uh, let's just make sure we stay together. And uh, it, it's been it's been an absolute honor to be a part of this team. Well, Seth, I was going to close with a joke, but that was too heartfelt. Uh, so yes, it, it has been an absolute pleasure. I didn't think we'd make it this far. Uh, the marketing team was actually quite clear that you didn't ask for me, but uh, I'm, I'm glad that uh, we were able to stick it out regardless. Was that the joke, the marketing team? Yeah, that was the joke. <laughs> that was the joke. I did find a way to get it in there. I couldn't help myself. <laughs> boom, boom, ba-dum, boom, 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 boom.